thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So perhaps uh, one of the things that has uh, poked its head up loud and clear during the pandemic has been the power of WhatsApp. We've seen it being used uh, by the presidency to tell uh, the narratives of the COVID virus. We've seen it being used in a variety of different spaces. And now we're starting to see it move into the media space as well. There's a really interesting story that's come out of the Mail and Guardian in terms of how they are looking at rethinking and disrupting the media world when it comes to newspapers. Simon Allison is the Africa editor of the Mail and Guardian. Simon, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. It's a pleasure. Uh, Simon, talk to us about this uh, new shift and fascinating shift that uh, the Mail and Guardian is going on. You know, when this pandemic began in earnest and we realized how serious it was, we started to get a lot of questions from friends and family members. And a lot of it were about things that they had found on Facebook uh, and on WhatsApp, and most particularly WhatsApp. Um, things like, I don't know, they wanted to check news with us, they wanted to check um, information they'd received. A lot of it was fake. And of course, we know there's a huge problem with fake news spreading on WhatsApp. Yeah. And that's when we realized that this is where most people are getting their news from. And yet, news organizations are not really present on this platform. Well, and yeah. so we started to try and think of how we can solve that problem. So, okay, does this mean, first of all, um, I suppose there's two questions here. Let, let's, start, let's start with the one question. How are you going to use WhatsApp? So what we've done, and this is an experiment, is that we have created a new publication. It's yeah. called The Continent. Yeah. And it is designed um, as a pan-African weekly newspaper. Yeah. And it comes in PDF form. Brilliant. And it looks like a newspaper. It's got all the design aesthetics of a newspaper, but it is optimized to be viewed on your smartphone. And we are sending it out initially to a very small list of, you know, our friends and family. Um, and then we, from there, it has sort of gathered momentum and we have a list of subscribers um, and, and we send it out that way. And the news that we put in there, we make it short and snappy and interesting. Um, the whole thing is, is a, a very quick read, but there's still a lot of depth. There's still a lot of interesting news in there. Um, and that is what we are experimenting with. So, you know, it raises all sorts of interesting questions. I mean, the first one would be, does this mean that uh, we may see the physical mail and guardian slowly um, disappear? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I think that there is always a demand for a, a print newspaper. People like print. Yeah. Um, however... I think this is, this is just going to be a sort of extension of, of the way that we present our news. Um, and in particular, our Pan-African coverage, which is very yeah. strong, um, trying yeah. to reach audiences in different countries across the continent is, of course, very, very difficult in a physical print edition. Absolutely. And so this is a way to sort of circumvent that. Yeah. You know, I was interested because I heard a, a talk that you gave specifically around this. And one of the things you noted was that the formatting, the way you're formatting this particular newspaper, the continent, uh, on this PDF is not one that will be easily read on your computer. It is specifically being formatted for people who are working off smartphone and uh, may have WhatsApp groups, etc. Absolutely. It actually doesn't look great on your computer because it's not optimized for that medium. Yeah. But on a phone, the font size is very carefully calibrated. 
um, so that it, it can be read on a phone without much in the way of zooming or sort of pinching and toggling. And um, what we've also done is change the way that we write stories for this medium. So yeah. what would run as a thousand-word story in the Mail and Guardian, we are cutting down to sort of 250, 300 words. Yeah. And if you do that carefully, you don't lose much in the way of information, but actually those stories end up much more readable, accessible, um, and quick because WhatsApp is a, is a fast-moving medium where people, you know, they're not there to spend lots of time on a single story. Are you then saying that, um, I'm just trying to think about this with regards to WhatsApp and a 250 word, because what happens then to, to, to the long form, the long form story? So w- w- what we do is, is we sort of mix it up. So mm. most of our stories in this WhatsApp edition would be these shorter ones, and then there'll be one or two longer reads yeah. that go to 1,000, 1,500, yeah. that kind of thing. But that would be the maximum, and we'd only have one of those in a week. This doesn't mean that longer reads are going away. Yeah, Those will be available on our website. Those will be available in the Mail and Guardian proper. And um, it, it's just choosing the right stories for the right medium. What's the business model of this? Is it a, is it a um, subscriber business model? Um, is it a book club business model that like uh, you could be part of a WhatsApp group and then as a WhatsApp group you subscribe to the continent? How could this work and how will this work? This is a great question, and this is really the unsolved puzzle of how to use WhatsApp, and it's why a lot of major media houses have avoided using WhatsApp in yeah. the past. What we have decided is we are just going to go along with this experiment um, because actually the startup costs are very, very minimal. Yeah. So we are producing the content anyway. Yeah. Um, we are just repackaging it in this different format and distributing it, and of course distribution is essentially for free. Yeah. Um, so we're going to see if we can build up a subscriber base, a free subscriber base. It costs nothing to subscribe. Um, yeah. You can just email thecontinent at mg.co.za yeah. and subscribe there. Um, and then we will take that to advertisers and see if they are interested in this new medium and having their ads. And already the response from advertisers has been very positive. So, But surely then you're going to have to rethink how you advertise as well, because if you're going to change the shape so that it suits uh, the smartphone better, and I must say, I think this is is a brilliant idea because more and more we look at the work that even someone like the Precult Foundation are doing with regards to health and WhatsApp and accessing as many people as possible. So it makes complete sense. But if you are looking at... uh, reframing, re-looking, structuring as a PDF. You're going to have to rethink how an ad would even look like in this kind of space. Absolutely. There are two things to consider with ads. The first is, yes, the design. It needs to look good on a phone, and it needs to look good in generally. Um, so I think you know, there's a lot of media organizations in the States that actually work with advertisers to design the ads. Yeah, that uh, those ads look really good in their publications and fit in. And I think we are going to investigate doing that kind of model. The second thing is that because this is so new, we have the chance to set the rules of engagement with advertisers. Yeah, exactly. And there was a sort of original sin of the Internet era was that advertising was sold really, really cheap in the very beginning. It was not given its proper worth. And we are feeling the consequences of that as media organizations at the moment. So the idea is that we're not going to sell our ad space to just anyone or for just any amount of money. It needs to be um, quite high-end, quite premium, so that we set those boundaries very early on. 
Let's uh, also look to the idea. It is called the continent. It is focusing uh, on a pan-African conversation. Are you seeing uh, people shifting from in different countries and connecting with you with regards to this? Yes. The power of it has actually been incredible. We released only our sixth edition this week. Yeah. Last week, um, the former prime minister of Kenya, Raila Odinga, his team reached yes. out to us. They asked to put an op-ed in the continent, not the Mail and Guardian, but this new publication, because they can see the power of it, because this thing slips into WhatsApp groups and, and family networks, and it follows these sort of exponential growth patterns that you see, you know, that's exactly what fake news uses. Yeah. And um, I think they can see that this is reaching audiences that websites are not reaching and that physical newspapers are not reaching. The other thing it does is it slips past borders seamlessly. So we've done quite a lot of stories on Tanzania. Um, of course, there's been huge criticism of the president there over how he is managing their coronavirus response. There's also very little independent media able to operate in Tanzania because of government restrictions. Um, this publication can't really be censored because it's not on a website that can be blocked. It's not, there's no physical presses that can be stopped. Yeah. Um, so it is a news publication that can slip past censors, slip past borders um, with consummate ease. So, sure. I'm, I'm, I think this is just a phenomenal idea, and it's fascinating. It's also given that uh, yesterday we were talking about family WhatsApp groups on the uh, on the show, and we were talking about how, you know, there are the 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 characters on the family WhatsApp group who uh, push through false news and fake news. And this is a whole different way of engaging. It's a bit like saying, okay, here's a newspaper. Um, we're going to share it amongst a whole family or a whole group of people. You can really expand your listenership and your viewership. Sorry. Exactly. And, and you know, th- that family member, the one who does share the fake news regularly, and we all have one in our family. They're actually the people that we had in mind with this publication because I think where that desire to share comes from, that's a positive thing. They want to share news. They want to share information with their family. They have no information designed for them, for this platform that they can share. So they are sharing fake news because that's what is coming to them. So we want to make sure that real news is also coming to them so that next time when they share information, they share a newspaper that's been done by journalists. It's credible information instead of whatever random memes and PDFs they happen to find. Simon Allison, the Africa editor of The Mail and Guardian, and talking about a brand new PDF format that they are planning and not planning, have already started six editions already out to put out on WhatsApp. So you get your news on WhatsApp as opposed to uh, on full screen with your laptop or whatever the case may be. And if you are interested, hey, I'm sure all of us are going to be interested in this. You can email thecontinent at mg.co.za. That's thecontinent at mg.co.za Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week.